you're not saying hooray when you get a call like that. Like, hey, we have all these kittens. It's not a good thing. You guys, no. Would you guys no. almost want to be out of business because <laughs> no, not many people are giving their animals to you because they're all properly taken care for and there's no Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That, that would be, you know, that would be wonderful. You know, it's like... Uh, World peace. <laughs> yeah, right, right. it's the same thing. Every animal has a home. Yeah. yeah. Jane and Andrew, thanks so much for coming on, guys. I appreciate it a lot. We appreciate you asking us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. So let's talk about why do you guys do this in the first place? Why do you work at the Humane Society of Central Illinois? Is it the vast amounts of money? Is it the fame? What gives? Why do you do this? <laughs> well... We're non-for-profit. Okay. So we don't get any governmental assistance whatsoever. It's all based on donations. So it's not for the money. <laughs> I do it. It's it's fulfilling for me to be able to take in an animal, watch it, go through the whole process of intake, you know, uh, vaccinations and spay and neuter get them ready for adoption, and then also see them go out the door. And for me, it's very fulfilling. And I've made lots of contacts throughout the state of Illinois in bringing in the animals. So that, that's been a fun part is that networking and being able to help animals, not just here in McLean County, but across the state. Got it. It's just a rewarding process to be a part of. Yes, Okay. Is it roughly the same for you, or what do you think? Uh, roughly about, yes. I mean, for the animal care team, uh, there's a lot of more emotion that goes into it. I mean, understanding some of these dogs and cats that come in, um, that we might get more word of their background. I mean, we've we've had, especially dogs, we, we've had dogs come in that have come from abusive backgrounds, and it's just really heartbreaking knowing that they've came from a terrible situation now to here, but it's great knowing that we are able to rehabilitate them to learn how to trust. What does that, the abusive backgrounds, what do those look like sometimes? Uh, sometimes, well, I, I guess the, the big one, and, and I always tell this story at the end of all my uh, orientations for volunteers, um, kind of a tearjerker a little bit, <laughs> but uh, our, our dog, Franklin, very sweet boy, um, he was a shepherd mix, was that right? Shepherd Jane? border collie mix. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll give you the full rundown. Let's for him. do it. Yeah, we got all the time <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I, I just came back from uh, break and doing a rundown, seeing what dogs need waters, and I see this this dog Franklin, and you know had no clue, didn't know we were getting in, uh, getting him in, what was going on with him, what's his deal, and. I noticed, you know, I tried to pet him. He cowards and kind of growls. And I get that, you know, new space. You're scared. You don't know what's going on. Um, then went to look into his paper and got more of the detailed. Um, so unfortunately, I mean, he was in a terrible situation. Uh, the story was he. But he. Um, oh, what was that? No, don't give specifics. Okay. 
Okay. Well, confidentiality. Understood. Understood. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll say he came from anywhere else. Uh, Piatone. Uh, anim- animal up. control. Animal control. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, turns out he was. Uh, for lack of a better word, roughed up by the owner uh, to a point where he was in a physical situation that was not ideal for him, where he was you know, swollen. And it, it was just very terrible. Uh, with, with this, I get it. He didn't learn to trust. But, I mean, Jane and I and a few other of, of our associates, we took the time to work with Franklin it took us about six months, mm-hmm. give or take, but just to let him sit in a room and smell us or let us pet him, um, let him know what love actually is. This is what it looks like. Unfortunately, we can't take him home. We want to like the rest of our animals, but mm. we wanted to make him feel comfortable that for your future home, this is what you should expect. Later, as the months passed, Franklin got comfortable with us and would follow us everywhere we went. Uh, he loved going to the office in the break area. So uh, th- he knew exactly when I would come to his door. I didn't even put a leash on him. He would walk with me to the office, open mm-hmm. the door, and he'd just run in and just sit down and uh, have fun. And he was it was good to see him be a regular dog. Mm-hmm. Have a personality. Yeah. And he loved peanut butter crackers. <laughs> so every time I would sit down, he would sit right next to me, put his paw on my lap, and ask for a peanut butter cracker, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, um, he, But he was very protective of us. So that was very great with this dog. I mean, we had to learn to – had to teach him to, you know, not bark at possible adopters, not do this. But it was in his nature to – protect the ones that are doing this this good deed for him. Mm-hmm. Um, later down the road, he found the perfect home. Uh, great family. And this was the love that he needed. I mean, it, it was bittersweet. I mean, I, I kind of shed a few tears when he left. I was kind of bummed out. But, I mean, I knew that he was going to a, a, a great home with actually a family that knew that they they wanted to provide the care that he needed and deserved wow and 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 then before we uh said goodbye to him i did send him packing with a uh, 40 pack of peanut butter crackers that's awesome (laughs) man they can come from these horrible situations you would i mean you'd have good reason to think that they're kind of ruined for life you know that their psychology is just permanently damaged and they're not going to trust anyone they're going to hate humans in general but it just goes to show with proper care and love just tlc really you can make a dog happy and they can actually love you know humans again exactly and i mean we've done this for hundreds of dogs that's come through but, I mean, Franklin was a special case. He he was the only dog that I really got emotionally attached to and actually upset about wh- what happened to him. And I understand it's just the, it's the job, but this one really tugged at my heartstrings for him. Mm-hmm. 
Valentine's Day is coming up, and you do not want to be the person that doesn't get your special someone a beautiful bouquet of flowers. The gift of flowers has long been a way of expressing your love and admiration for your significant other on this centuries-old holiday. However, if you attempt to go out and find your own flowers, arrange them nicely, and get them to your person on time, you can go wrong in so many different ways. Lucky for you, Nature's Designs by Tiff in Fairbury is taking all of the stress out of the holiday this year so that you can fully enjoy it with the person you love. Just call them up at 815-692-3024 and tell them that you'd like some flowers to be delivered to your loved one's address on Valentine's Day. You can even ask that they deliver it in the morning or in the afternoon and they can include chocolates, stuffed animals, candles, bath products, plants, and other cute gift items to really put a smile on your loved one's face. So don't delay. Call up Nature's Designs by Tiff at 815-692-3024 and schedule your incredible Valentine's Valentine's Day delivery package and make this Valentine's Day the best one yet. Well, it just tugs at my heartstrings, honestly, to think about how could someone do that to a dog? If you don't mind me asking, how exactly, if you know, was Franklin abused? And do you know anything about why someone might do that type of thing? Okay, I could take this one. Go for it. I was the one that chose him to come into our program. Okay, and real quick, pull the microphone just a couple inches closer. Okay. Now we're talking. Okay. Now we're Okay. Now we're good. Yeah. Okay, I got a phone call from uh the animal control officer and he told me I've got this really great dog. He said the the only issue is he nipped at the owner. And I'm like, "Okay." And then he proceeds to tell me the story. I guess they had two dogs in the house, and one of the dogs was pregnant, and mm. the owner didn't like her on the bed and kind of yanked her off the bed, and Franklin went in, nipped the guy, and that's when they called animal control and said, this dog's a nuisance, this, you know... But because of the situation, they investigated further and found out that, you know, not only had they been abusing the the other dog, he had, you know, broken tooth and swollen uh, jowls. So obviously he was being hit too. So Franklin, the protector, was protecting that female dog. So, in my mind, I'm looking, okay, put all the puzzle pieces together. He didn't nip to be aggressive. It was out of protection. And so I'm like, okay, I'll try it. And just fell in love instantly. Uh, I was the first person that he actually sat next to when he came in. And then, little by little... He just learned to trust. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it just that's how it is with anything. You get the proper context, you start to figure out, get a better idea of what type of, in this case, what kind of dog this was. You know, if he was just randomly biting people, and right. it might be a, a real trouble, and you might not have be able to let him into your um, exactly the humane society, right? But given the proper context, he actually seems like an honorable dog, I guess. Yeah, you know, protecting yes. the pregnant <laughs> dog that he lived with, right? But 
again, I want to ask, and perhaps you don't know, you, you know, maybe you don't think about this very much, but why do you think some people abuse their dogs? It's like, why? The, I mean, their dogs, they are, I mean, they, they love you so much, you know, they're so loyal. Why would you ever abuse them? Well, unfortunately, I think it's the, the same reason they hit kids, you know, okay. it's, a, it's a control issue. It could be anger, frustration, whatever drives somebody to hit another person or hit a living being, an animal, it's the answers in their head. But for us, we kind of look at it and think, okay, there was frustration probably going on, control, that type of thing. And so... We will evaluate the animals as they come in, and we'll work with the ones that, you know, we can rehabilitate. Mm-hmm. And they have a place on our adoption floor until they're adopted. You know, we, you know, if I can't find the right tools, then I reach out even further. You know, I bring in specialist you know, trainers uh, to give us some tips. A- Andy Schickle here in town is wonderful at that. I've heard his name, and yes. I have no idea why, so he must be good if he's that he, popular. He's very, he's very good, and he's helped us with quite a few, you know, animals just gave us tips. You know, this would work, that would work. Uh, this dog needs a job, <laughs> yeah. you know, tips keep them for busy. What? what do you mean? Like tips T- for getting Tips them- for... Uh, for example, going in and out of a kennel, because some mm. dogs, they show very differently in their kennel versus out of their kennel. Some don't like going into the kennels, mm-hmm. uh, and they're, you know, they're not spacious, but they're not cramped either, but they just have that issue of going in and out of doors, you know, those those type of things. So okay. he's given us tips on how to deal with that. Oh, like it's almost like he's giving you marketing tips on Pretty how much. to uh, help them seem more appealing, you know, because Absolutely. you put a good dog in a situation that he does not like, he's not going to act like a very, you know, lovely dog. You know? Well, exactly. Uh, you know, we have one dog, and I forget his name, but... He would go in, but turn around and, you know, try and nip at you. Mm-hmm. That was Baxter. 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you remember the names. I feel like you guys have yeah. deep connections to these animals. Is yeah, that fair we, to say? Yeah, we do get attached. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's, uh, now we're talking about dogs so much, but you do have other animals there. Oh, yes. What other animals are, are at the Humane Society of Central Illinois? Uh, we still have. Cats. We have three rooms dedicated to cats, mm. and we have uh, our critter corner. So right now we just have two guinea pigs, but we've had rabbits, uh, a parrot at one point. We just got a rat adopted. A rat? Yes. <laughs> no. Part. Hope you don't think find that <laughs> a offensive. A domestic rat. Yeah, a domesticated okay. rat. Like, I can probably find you some more rats if you're looking. No. For Interesting. Well, oh, so you have one rat. He just left last week. He left. Someone adopted him, huh? Yep. Yeah. 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 And wow. he was just dumped 
on our property in a in a little container. He was left at our front door. Is that how some people do it? How yes. some yes. people give their animals to you? They just like like the old days when they drop a baby off on the front yeah, porch. Pretty yep. much. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is that the only way that they come to you? No. Uh, we'll get requests from people, and then I'll set up an appointment if we have the space. Uh, the major way that I do get the animals, though, is through my networking with animal controls throughout the state. Tri-County Carpet and Flooring Sales and Installation in Fairbury is the top-tier flooring store throughout Livingston, McLean, and Ford Counties. From choosing the perfect flooring option for your home to installing it with care, Tri-County ensures quality products and services. Their trained professionals execute precise measurements, straight cuts, and perfect fits, while their showroom houses a multitude of gorgeous, top-quality, name-brand carpet and flooring options in all of the latest styles and colors that are durable and long-lasting. Additionally, with free estimates, design consultation, and contractor and multi-room discounts, Tri-County and Fairbury is your one-stop shop for all of your flooring needs. So pay them a visit at 19 Jan Lane in Fairbury, Illinois, right off of Route 24, and give them a call at 815-692-3666. That's Tri-County Carpet, your flooring paradise. For instance, in southern Illinois, you know, with the tornadoes and situations like that they needed you know to move some up north yeah there's plenty of animals who are newly homeless right yeah. okay and, and so you know we've helped with them uh we're about ready to get some more thursday so that that's a way that we do it okay interesting so. talk about you know do you guys have anyone who works um, especially for, are you both in paid positions? I hope you don't mind me asking. Yes. yes. Okay. Well, you do rely on a lot of volunteers and you were volunteers at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Why? I already asked why, but talk about why you care for animals so much. Is there, I know some people are just, I mean, not to put it in any dark way, but they love animals more than humans. They just love animals. Oh, yeah. Is, are you kind of in the same boat? And could you explain why you have these strong feelings of love for animals in general? Well, honestly, with me, it's, you know, it, it's that great feeling of knowing that they have no one else to take care of them. They're waiting for that home. And right now they're relying on us as animal care to help, you know, take care of them, walk them, uh, give them meds when they're, when they're sick. But this is overall a, a drive of knowing that I'm making a difference. Mm -hmm. Is the same for you, would you say? For me, it goes even deeper. Uh, I'm a mom of five daughters Oh, wow. Any sons? Just five daughters? Just five daughters. And now I have five grandkids. But for me, I've always, you know, my husband would always tease about, you know, your mother nature herself, you know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'd always have a gaggle of, you know, uh, kids or or animals uh, following me, you know, the Pied Piper, so to speak. So for me, it's just in my personality and my nature to nurture and I get to do that here in a job that I absolutely love. And, uh, you know, I cherish it. And, you know, just 
last year we were able to bring in 20.5% more animals than we did the previous year. We took in 889 animals into our shelter. And so far, you know, as of the end of the year, we had adopted 839. So that is, to, to me, that's, that's why I do this job. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah. And just curious, do you guys have pets of your own at home? <laughs> yes, I yes. have t- two two uh, that were adopted from the shelter. One was a foster fail back when, you know, back in 2011, my family fostered her. She was a heartworm patient. Mm-hmm. And I'd see her sitting in the office every day when I'd go to work. And I'm like, okay, I'll bring her into my home, we'll foster her, and then make her available for adoption. Well, she's here still today. Mm. Is is this a dog? This is two. I have two dogs. Okay. Rocky and Amore, and the best dogs ever. (laughs) (laughs) And how about you, Andrew? I I have one cat at home that I actually got, yeah, adopted from Humane Society as well. That's awesome. Man, you know, I really love cats. I don't know why so many people, I mean, everyone loves dogs. I also love dogs, but you know, I, I like a good cat. If it's if it's oh, a yeah. nice cat, sometimes, you know, if they're mean, it's, it's rough to like them, but <laughs> they got claws and everything. Yeah. I mean, we, we have some some cats that, that can be temperamental, but I mean, the rest yeah. of our cats are just a little very spicy. Sweet. Yeah, mm-hmm. very spicy. What's your cat's name? Jack. Jack, oh man, I was yeah. hoping for something you know funnier than that, but <laughs> that's a good name. He, he is a very smart cat. Actually, when um, my folks and I were, were looking for cats, because we our first cat, she had to be put down due to uh, a kidney disorder, but she was twenty, mm-hmm. and at that time a couple months later we we were just feel like something was missing so we went to humane society and went into meow manor and we yeah, saw man. jack and he was rubbing up to us but we said hey we like your friend but we don't know what your name is mm-hmm. and he wanted us to follow him to his cage and he batted his paw at his name tag <laughs> and that's how we figured out oh you're jack awesome wow yeah Okay, you mentioned something there, and this we're going to take a slight detour here as far as the tone goes. But, you know, you said you put your, your cat down. You yeah. Know, he was 20 years old, you mm-hmm. know. What do you guys do with the animals that you can't find homes for at the Humane Society of Central Illinois? Well, we're limited intake. We don't have to take, uh, you know, we, we only take the animals we can safely care for. So that's one thing. Uh, it's, you know, just watching, uh, of course, any animal that was adopted from the shelter, we always take back, regardless of age or, you know, anything like that. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, we, we like to consider ourselves no suffering. No suffering. Okay. No, no suffering. Uh, if an animal is sick and no amount of medicine or surgeries or anything like that is going to help, then we will make the call to help them cross the bridge. With the other animals, uh, I'll make a decision and I'll work with specialists throughout the state. You know, if, if we get uh, a dog that has a nipping problem, 
you know, your your herding dogs specifically will nip at kids' heels and but that's what they were bred to do. If I can't work with this animal, then I'll contact one of the rescues that specialize in that breed, that know the breed, then they'll take in the animal into their facility, work on what needs to be worked on. So I try every every avenue uh, to help, you know, find the right place for these animals. Okay. All right. And I imagine that's, it's a hard call to make in the end when you do see, you know, that it is the best thing for the animal and well, yeah, for the animal's well-being to be, well, to be put down. I'm sure that's mm-hmm. a tough call to make. Yeah, it, it is. It's never an easy call, mm-hmm. but if you put yourself in the animal's spot would you want to be laying there suffering no right so you got to do the right thing but yeah our pts rate is extremely low it's less than one percent so we've we've been doing really good yes sure okay and now i'm just curious so is there a time limit on how long an animal can stay like if it's healthy you know, a healthy dog comes in and it's young and it comes in, is it like, you better be out of here in a year or else so too bad, so sad? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Got it. No. So no. It's, it's only, you only uh, put an animal to sleep if they're suffering. Correct. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well. Yeah. If they're sick and suffering, then then we'll make the call. Okay. Uh, but that's after having them to the vet or having them evaluated. Mm-hmm. It's oh. never just like, eh, it doesn't look so good. Let's do it. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. And most of the time, too, we do have our, <clears throat> our vets help us, you know, figure out what's the best, you know, possible methods to help this cat. But if there's nothing else we can do, then they usually make that call and tell us. Understood. Yeah. And I, I hate to harp on this too long because it is a sad subject, mm-hmm. but something that I've read, just I, I don't exactly know where, but when you're putting it, when families put an animal mm-hmm. to sleep, you know, a lot of the times they'll take them to the vet and then they'll just leave and, you know, and they'll be sad and they'll cry in the car or something. But I've heard that it's important for the animal and their well being, you know, in that moment that the family actually be in there. Have you ever heard that? Because they might be looking around for their loved ones and you could actually comfort your animal as they go. It, it depends on the person. I personally, uh, if we do have to make the decision, you know, we have staff right there with the animal, talking to the animal, petting the animal, comforting the animal. So that that's how we do it. That's wonderful. I like that. Yeah. Man, is yeah. that is that one of the... Oh, you were going to say something. Oh, Sorry. no. No, I was just agreeing with Jane. Okay. Is that probably the hardest part uh, when that happens? You did say it was only 1% of the time does mm-hmm. it happen, but is that probably the hardest part of your job, or is it maybe something else? That, to it, for me, was probably the hardest part. Mm-hmm. But it's also something that we're we should be better prepared for, you know, if and when that time comes. It's right. never easy because you know of that attachment mm-hmm. sometimes. But you know, as long as they still know that someone's there, you know, even in their final moments, 
that's still you know it means a lot mm-hmm. but i mean to us it's it's different i mean I, honestly it's i mean there are times i have to you know understand this is my job this animals and and pain suffering you know i I try not to show as much emotion out of it. You know, it's very hard, but mm. you know, it's it's still I I know that I'm helping this animal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of of course it's hard, and you know I'll just speak for myself. Like I'm a meat eating guy, right? I I'm not a vegan. I'm not a vegetarian. I love meat. Um, but forgive me for I mean for most of my life, really, I've kind of looked at farm animals and livestock as you know, they're I. I really just looked at them as almost as though they're mindless and they're there to be food. But I tell you what, just a few days ago, I went to um, Hoffman's Little Acres in Fairbury, Illinois, and they they do sell meat and things, but it's all free range um, cattle and free range. It's a very small farm. Mm -hmm. They have chickens and they have these cats and they have these. Of course, they don't sell the meat to the cats. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but uh, they have these cats. They have these goats. And I went and filmed a commercial, but these. These animals were literally happy. They, I mean, they were happy to see you. They were kind. It was so strange to see yeah. these animals for the first time acting in this way. Like these baby cows, you know, were <laughs> no. being playful with me. And it's oh, just like, yeah. whoa, this is, this kind of changes everything. Like suddenly it's extremely important that we care for these, these animals right. in ways at least similar to to humans, and I don't mean to be too extreme with that, but you have to be loving and kind to them and treat them with dignity and respect, really. Yeah. Have you ever you ever thought like that, or have you always been? Is there a, a pivotal moment in how you think about animals at some point in your life? Maybe there's not. Maybe you were never uh, lost like I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, uh, I grew up... You know, my grandpa had a farm, mm-hmm. and so I helped with the piglets. I helped with the calves. I helped, you know, I was there on the farm, and just I loved them. But I knew that they served a purpose for the greater good, which is, you know, the human population mm-hmm. as far as the food source. So it, it, it's something that you just kind of work work through your brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the same thing, you know, with animals. My, my, you know, we were talking about the hardest part of the job. For me, the hardest part of my job is not being able to help all of them. All the phone requests and email requests for people needing help or animal controls across the state saying we're full we're going to have to start you know putting to sleep for space mm. it's so hard cuz i want to you know be able to pull more so for me hearing these stories from the the various facilities that's my hardest part of the job and you know but i also on a rational level know we can only take in what we can safely care for. Right. So it's kind of that, you know, the same thing with the food versus the food source. You, you know, in your, it's a rational in your in your brain that says, okay, I can't 
you know, help them all. And then I go back to that's part of their job, you know, mm-hmm. type of thing. So it's it's just something I think in the human brain that right. you can separate. You have two. to have a balance between the compassion and the logic. You know, you have to Absolutely. be real while also providing the right care and love and everything like that. Absolutely. P- you know, people say, well, why can't you? Why can't you? You know, and until you walk in our shoes, <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you, you know, you would know why we can't take them all in because well, we yeah. couldn't safely care for them. You have to, I mean, continue to provide uh you know, a decent quality of life for the animals that you do bring in. And if you just bring in every animal in the state of Illinois, you're going to ruin life for all the other animals that are already there, you know? It's right. Like, Absolutely. I mean, even foster homes can't continue to take in kids, you know, because you can't have a million kids in a small exactly. building. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm sure it's a hard thing to do. You wish you could do more, but at the same time, you have to make sure that you care at an adequate level for the animals that you already have. So, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense that that'd be hard, but at the same time, like we said, you have to have a balance. Yeah. You know? Um, tell me what is what even is spaying and neutering? <laughs> Explain it in the for a dumb dumb like me. Now, I, I I'm pretty sure I know, but just put it out there clearly. Uh, neutering is uh, oh. for the for the male uh-huh. cats and dogs of uh, removing of their reproductive parts. <laughs> your face, I just want to say, your face is actually turning red, and I love it. <laughs> Go yeah. all out. You just, jumped right in on it. I know. So, I, know. Yeah. I, did. I can I feel it. my face get red now. No, it's wonderful. Um, but yeah, and, and then for spay, it's yeah for the female. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so removal of you know the, the reproductive yeah. parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with males, it's cutting off the balls. Pretty much. That's, Pretty that's much. Yep. Yeah. So there's there you no, go. <laughs> no sperm production. Yeah. Okay. Why do you do that? Why is that? A th- I know some people. Most people are for it. They have it done to their dogs. But some people are against it. Can you explain to me why there's uh, why it's even a debate? Oh well, we do it just because of the overpopulation of animals on the planet. Mm-hmm. So that that's why, you know, our stance is uh, a spayed or neutered animal is a good citizen because they're not going to be going out and, you know, reproducing, uh, you know, because some people still have indoor outdoor cats. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's one of those debates. And, oh, my cat, you know, is fine. Well, if they're not fixed or spayed or neutered, they're going to go out and keep raising the population. So that that's why our stance is, you know, we want to decrease the amount of unwanted animals. Mm-hmm. There's and an spaying unwanted, and neuter Yeah, there's helps. an unwanted pregnancy problem in, like, cats and dogs. Yeah, it seems like, essentially. Yeah, mm-hmm. pre- pretty much. Yeah, you I know. mean, I've been to country homes, and it seems like, you know, they have a few cats that are just outdoor cats that stick around because they feed them. Yes. And it seems like every other month, I know that's not quite how fast it no, goes. No, it like, goes pretty fast. These cats, yeah. these cats are pregnant. It's like, oh, they're pregnant again. It's like, like it's some casual thing. It's like, they're pregnant again, and they're going to have six kittens, and then they're going to do the same thing a few more times this year. Like, that's insane. Well, oh, yeah. and just with the puppies, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
who knows what kind of mix you're going to come back with if they if they have farm dogs and they let them go and they're not spayed or neutered. You know, you could come back with, you know, well, what, what do we have? We had hound, pit, and great Pyrenees mix, little yeah. puppies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just never know what the combination's going to be. But, yeah, so that's why we promote spanning, uh, neutering. Okay. And microchipping. What the heck is microchipping? Microchipping is not a GPS, but it's a little chip that we insert, you know, just underneath the skin that if their animal were to be lost and animal control gets the animal, you know, say it's picked up as a stray, you scan the chip and it will lead to their the owner's information so that they'll say, hey, we found your animal, you know, come and pick it up. So that's what microchipping does. Okay, I see. I didn't realize that overpopulation among cats and dogs is actually a problem. Can you tell me why that that is a problem and what the results of that problem are? Well, the results would be shelters being full of animals. You know, specifically a lot of times cats and we'll get certain cycles, you know, we we always call it kitten season, you know, when we get the phone call, you know, my cat, you know, all of a sudden had a litter of kittens, or we found this litter of kittens, and, you know, so then animal controls fill up, we fill up, and if if those animals hadn't been reproduced, then there wouldn't be the animals in the shelter as being unwanted. Mm-hmm. So Right, yeah, yeah. That makes perfect sense. So it's not exactly, you're not saying hooray when you get a call like that. Like, hey, we have all these kittens. It's not a good thing. You guys, no. Would you guys no. almost want to be out of business because <laughs> no, not many people are giving their animals to you because they're all properly taken care for and there's no Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that that would be, you know, that would be wonderful. You know, it's like... Uh, World peace. Yeah, (laughs) it's the same thing. Every animal has a home. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Fairbury Furniture is Central Illinois' premier furniture store. This family-owned business offers a vast selection of premium furniture items from all of your favorite brands, including Sealy, Best Home Furnishings, Leather Italia, Tempur-Pedic, and Ashley, just to name a few. And right next door to their gorgeous 7,000-square-foot furniture showroom, you will find the Fairbury Furniture Mattress Store, home to all of the latest and greatest mattresses in any and all sizes. Here at Fairbury Furniture, their staff is helpful and friendly, and they are well-stocked with all the mattresses, tables, chairs, recliners, couches, rugs, and decorative pillows that your heart could desire. So make your home interior beautiful, comfortable, stylish, and delightful when you shop at Fairbury's own Fairbury Furniture. Well, what do you think about if you have, if I had a dog that, and it was just me and this dog, or my family and this dog, and he's well taken care of, would I not have to get him neutered if I didn't want to? Because I've heard that, well, of course it messes with your hormones, with the dog's hormones. And maybe that might have some negative side effects. Um, And, you know, if he's with a bunch of other animals, it'd be worth the negative side effects because he's not, you know, 
causing all sorts of problems by impregnating all these other dogs. But in the case that it's just him and he's loved and cared for in this home, would it be okay to not neuter him or should all dogs... Well, obviously all dogs can't be neutered because it'd be the end of dogs. Right. Yeah. But yeah. is it okay if they're in the right setting to not neuter them? Yes. You, you'd have to, you know, control that type of thing. Uh, a lot of times the hormones... If you, you know, get them neutered at a young age, then you won't have, you know, the humping. You mm-hmm. won't have the spotting, the spotting or is, the spraying. Oh, what, what is a spotting? What is spotting? Well, I'm a female so goes into heat. Yeah. And so, you know, they will bleed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just like... <laughs> Yeah, you know? <laughs> people don't I realize love that, we can that. Laugh about this stuff because it would be real <laughs> yeah. awkward if I was the only one laughing. So okay, it's all the fun so, animal terms we have, right? You know, you know. So it's like, you know, those type of things. But yes, on a general level, if it was just you, you could decide, okay, not to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we do it just based on the stance of you know overpopulation and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, random question: What are your favorite animals? That's a loaded question, right there. That's interesting. That's a loaded question. <laughs> it doesn't just come right to you. I used to be strictly dogs because uh. that you know, as far as the shelter goes. Uh, but now that I've been working there, you know, for the past eleven years. You know, I've gotten to see cats and just how wonderful they are and, you know, what great companions they can be. Now, on another level, I love giraffes. I love cows. I love, Mm -hmm. you know, I could go down the list. But, yeah, giraffes and cows have to top up on my favorite animal list. But Well, especially cows for your nickname. Yeah. What's your nickname? Hope well, it's not it's, cow. it's no, <laughs> no, no. It, it's, it started. It started with my oldest it. daughter when she was in high school. Her and her best friend used to call me Mama Moo, you know. And so now all the grandkids call me Grandma Moo. So, <laughs> or they'll call me Moo for short. So yes, yeah, cow. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. No, that's cool. I like that. And how about we talk a little bit about um, Central Illinois, the Humane Society of yes. Central Illinois, because yeah. for Pete's sake, we're supposed to be talking about them a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What What do they do well over there? I know that's broad, but what does the Humane Society of Central Illinois do well? Honestly, adoptions, uh, taking care of our tenants, as we like to call the animals. I like that. Um actually bringing in the the sense of community and help and working with communities through our volunteer orientations. Mm. Um, And, you know, other outreach programs, you know, making us, making us known for various things, you know, either events we have coming up or how can they, how can they help? Uh, via donations or uh, donating their time. Mm-hmm. How much do you guys rely on volunteers? Go. 
a lot. Very heavily. Mm-hmm. Like, if you had to throw out a percentage, you might be totally wrong, but ballpark estimate, how much of your staff is volunteer? Depending the week or month, honestly, uh, because for the actual animal care team, I'm one of five. But, I mean, on on these days that we do have... You know, a lot of animals, you know, we, we do need to be productive and efficient with getting everything organized and clean set for the public. So, I mean, we rely probably about 80% of the time for mm. volunteers because that also helps us with dog walks in the mornings and afternoons, um, you know, especially helping cleaning and okay. cat socializations too. Hmm. You know, like we're, uh, you know, for the aspects of, you know, cat room cleanings, this helps us a lot where we need to be in a different area of the building to take care of our, you know, sicker residents that need our focus more on them. Mm -hmm. And with the help of our volunteers, we really like depend on them and, you know, we, we make it known that we greatly appreciate and you know, acknowledge their hard work as well. Got it. Okay. And how much do you rely on donations? You said you're in not-for-profit, so is it entirely? A hundred percent. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, financial donations. And also the donations of bleach, paper towels, laundry detergent, those really help us also. Which those are the three key things that we always need. Say them again. Bleach, paper towels... Laundry detergent. I yeah. think those are the big ones. Okay. Well, interesting. Can I ask, and, and perhaps you can't actually answer this, but do you have any like main donors, like a business or something that donates to you? Maybe it'd be good press for them, but I'm, I'm just curious. We have uh, sponsors. Okay. And uh, we're also teaming up, you know, for instance, Station Saloon. They're teaming up with us. You know, for, well, hopefully it's going to be 54 weeks. Fingers crossed. Fingers Hmm. crossed. We're doing a Queen of Hearts raffle. And you you explain the Queen of Hearts to to the audience there. So Queen of Hearts, uh, it's a drawing, basically. Uh, You can buy a ticket or tickets on our website, website, hscipets.org. Okay. Yeah, for $5, or on Monday the 10th, so next, this upcoming Monday, we Jane and I will be there selling physical tickets that they pick a number, uh, we, you know, put it in a, a bucket, essentially. The big bin. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we draw that number, and, you know, hopefully we just keep building the pot, mm-hmm. and, you know... Hopefully, it can build up to fifty thousand. I mean, right now the jackpot's at a thousand and ten dollars. Wait, hold up. Can anyone win anything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, you, Money. You said you keep okay, but we're how... waiting to build. So it you could you could win, but that's the chance if we draw the Queen of Hearts. The person wins the jackpot uh, if the Queen of Hearts is drawn. Yeah. Okay, so the Queen of Hearts gets drawn. And then what? How does someone win? Is it like 
I'm confused. They they have to pick that card number if they, that the Queen of Hearts is behind. Oh, they come and draw. Yeah. yeah. I get it. You probably said that and I just completely missed it, but okay. Got it. Yeah. So the hope is that the Queen won't show her face <laughs> until <laughs> the pot, you know, grows, you know. To a nice number. That'd yeah. be a bummer if, like, immediately someone. Oh, I know. That's we, my biggest. We were fear. just joking about that last night when we had a meeting with <laughs> one, one of the owners of Station Saloon. Yeah. So, so getting back to you know places that help us out, we we've done a couple uh, events, you know, with kind of co-sponsoring with Station Saloon. They are wonderful to work with. Very supportive of us. We did the wrestling. Yes, uh, we uh, this past July was that when that was. Yeah, it I think like so. A, it, yeah, it seems like a blur. Uh, that was a fun event. That was my brainchild for that. Uh, landed us the head sponsorship for Iron Spirit Pro Wrestling. Oh, awesome! Yeah, wow. You yeah. Did the most that, what humane a collaboration. society. Yeah, yeah. Humane, humane society was the main sponsor. Yeah, so. humane society probably presents Iron Spirit Pro Wrestling at Station Saloon. Yeah. That was that was a fun event, mm-hmm. uh, because I, I'm very good friends with another owner of Station Saloon that put me in contact with uh, Logan Bruce, who runs the Iron Spirit promotion in town, mm-hmm. and you know we had a meeting with him, and it was smooth sailing from there. Uh, we had our own booth, we made custom T-shirts and koozies. So the uh, it was our HSCI, but and if you're familiar with classic WCW wrestling, I am extremely familiar with pro wrestling. You have no idea. <laughs> it was the NW, it was the NWO HSCI. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, and then on the koozies, it was the same front, but the back of the koozies said "Shelter Pets are too sweet." <laughs> and this is this is your brainchild, like you said. This is yeah. your ideas. Yeah, this was something that. Uh, I, I was nervous about to have for the summer event, but uh, I also cu- helped curate some uh, silent auction baskets. Each basket had a had wrestling memorabilia in it, so e- and they each had autographed photos. One was uh, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall from the, the NWO, and sure, uh, the other you know one, your stuff. Apparently. Oh, I'm a sucker for it. Got it. Okay, I was like, man, how many people know that stuff? And the other one was Sting, which was my personal favorite as a kid. Sting was your favorite wrestler? He still is. Oh, yeah. really? He's still on uh, AEW. Oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah. You actually are a nerd for this stuff. Oh, I don't yeah. even know what AEW is. but <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, the better version of wrestling now. Wow. Oh, Bold yeah. statement. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people there, but it, it, it was a good event. I mean, we had a, you know, uh, a good shout-out every other match. Hmm. So I mean, we were recognized for that, and we were able to bring dogs on site. Oh, that's awesome! And we had some of the the pro wrestling talent come up and hold our puppies that we had. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, these fun. these were you know big burly men, but I mean they looked like children when they were getting so giddy and excited holding these pups. Mm-hmm. And we had a couple other older dogs there. Um, and it was that following Tuesday after the event, there was. What like over twenty applications for? Oh yeah, the puppies and the the other dogs we had on site. Yeah, and about four of those dogs got adopted that week because they saw us at that promotion. 
Oh man, that's wonderful. Well, you know, we're t- sort of getting towards the end here. What what can people do to help you guys out just with your entire mission of finding loving, caring forever homes for animals across Illinois? What's the most helpful things that people can do? There's actually, I mean, a lot of things they can do. I yeah, mean, na- I mean, name them all. If they have, you know, time in their busy lives, come volunteer. I mean, I, I'm in charge of the of the classes. I mean, I give you the behind the scenes and what to expect. Uh, basically, what we do as our everyday routine for work. I mean, it is a routine. I mean, you, we get used to it. We know what we're doing. Uh, and we want them to have that hands-on experience and let them leaving knowing that they're making a difference just as much as we are. Uh, and especially donating, you know, the paper towels, the bleach, the laundry detergent that can help, uh, donating blankets. I mean, old sheets, old sheets. Yes. Mm. Those Uh, type of things. But you know, yeah. they they can also donate money. Right. Oh my gosh. And of course, money. Money's everything. Yes. Got, yes. They need money. Course, money. Money makes the world go round. Right. Absolutely. So if you can donate money, that would be awesome. Of course. Yes. 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 But if you don't have tons of money to be donating, maybe donate some of these things like the bleach and the towels. Correct. And, and their time. Else. And their time. And their time. Got it. Is that a thing that you guys actually need a lot of? Is just people to come maybe walk dogs, clean yes. the cat room stuff? Yeah. Especially when, you know, we do have a full shelter yeah. uh, towards Christmas. A lot of, we had tremendous amount of adoptions. So now I'm starting to build back up with the number of animals. And so it, it just helps take some of the the cleaning burden uh, off of the animal care staff mm-hmm. so that they're free to do and attend other animals if within I, the shelter. If I came and cleaned up a cat room, would I be able to pet as many cats as I want? Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Noted. I do have some ideas of stuff that I want to do for like a video later on at yeah. your guys' place. Okay. We'll see if we can do those. But uh, before we wrap up, is there anything that you wanted to touch on before we do so? Uh, just a reminder for Monday, January 10th at Station Saloon, uh, which is located at 611 Morrissey Drive. They're behind Famous Dave's. Anyone and everyone within McLean County, come check it out because it's a great event for our Queen of Hearts event. Win some money, hopefully, uh, but this really helps us out too. Yeah, have have some fun. Uh, they're going to have food and drink specials. The first uh, drink special is going to be named in honor of one of our dogs that we've had at the shelter for six months, Brasco. So if anyone out in podcast land wants a wonderful dog. <laughs> or a uh, wonderful drink. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hey, this is this is going out to Brasco. He is a wonderful dog. He just doesn't want to be a big brother. He, you know, he doesn't, he wants to be the alpha and too dominant with other dogs, so mm-hmm. we're suggesting, uh, you know, he be the only dog in the home. But otherwise, if anyone out there is looking for a wonderful companion, it would be Brasco. 
Awesome. Thank you so much, Jane and Andrew, for coming on today. That was a lot of fun. We went all over the place. Yes, and I we thoroughly, did. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Enjoyed it. it was a blast. Thank yeah. you. We shared some laughs. I learned a lot. It was great. So yeah. thanks again. Okay. Hey, thank you thank for having you. us. Thank you so much for watching that episode of The Paul Garcia Show. If you enjoyed it, be sure to hit that like button, leave a comment, and share this episode on Facebook and with your friends. If you'd like to support the show, consider becoming a patron on patreon.com forward slash Paul Garcia, where you can sign up to give $1 or more each month, and you will get early access to each and every episode, and your name will gracefully travel across the bottom of the screen in the beginning of every episode, so everyone will know that you're an amazing person. If you're not about the monthly support, consider making a one-time donation on Venmo to username The Paul Garcia Show. Another great and free way to support this show is to subscribe on YouTube. Once the channel hits 1,000 subscribers, some amazing things will happen, but I need your help for that. Also, I invite you to follow my page on Instagram, like my page on Facebook, and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or even Google Reviews. This all helps a lot and is very much appreciated. Lastly, thank you for listening and watching, and God bless, and have a great week.